The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Reminder, we will be holding our Sunday service at the parking lot in celebration of Pentecost on Sunday, June the 5th at 9 o'clock in the morning. We are inviting you and we are inviting people saved and need to get saved to join us. The ministry team will be praying for the sick. We are going to believe for the miraculous manifestations of your healing and other issues. We are going to set up a big tent at the parking lot, and we are starting at 9 a.m. until probably about 11 a.m., or if more people need prayers, we're going to stay with them until everybody get prayed for. Amen? So invite those that you know who need healing, invite them to come. We are getting prepared for this big event. And it is our uh, praise and thanksgiving offering to our Lord Jesus for the Pentecost. We want it to be a blessing, okay? We believe and we expect the Holy Spirit will move like in the book of Acts. Amen? So if you, in case you cannot travel or nobody will be able to drive you, we will be live streaming the service. And I am going to pray for all of you that are watching via live streaming. Okay? You can find us on YouTube or go directly to our website, SOGMI.org. It stands for Sons of God Ministries International. Again, it's SOGMI.org and click live stream. Okay? I remember the last time I led a tour in Israel, it was during the Pentecost. And there were hundreds and thousands of people where the believed upper room was located. And we were there. There is no space. There is a long line everywhere just to go through the upper room and no place to sit. Even our own tour guide and the other people in the tourism industry, we were told that they'd never seen such a large crowd in that place all at the same time. And many, even Christians, they didn't even realize that it was Pentecost. They were compelled to be there, 250,000 of us. I believe that was 2017 or 2016. I made a point to lead a tour in Israel every two to four years, but COVID messed things up and the horrendous travel restrictions and requirements, but I'm going to do it again because uh, some of our uh, youth, they have not been there. So you can ask God and then start believing God for you to be able to join us. Amen? And at the same time, while in Israel, it was also the Festival of Lights. And our youth held a spontaneous concert 
in uh, the old city in Jerusalem. That was awesome. We were able to touch and minister to many, many people. And many of them have told us that was the first time that that happened during the Festival of Lights. And they asked us to come back the following year. What a blessing. Every time we go on a tour to Israel, there is always a conference or a prophetic school or just like that concert, not just a tour. It is really a spiritual journey and an experience for everyone that are in the group. So um, it's going to be a blessing. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll be endued with power. We are expecting a great move of God that's never been recorded in the history of the church. And we continue to prepare and I continue to train the people, whether in business, whether a prophetic conference, leadership training, laying hands on people, whatever and wherever the Holy Spirit directs me and I have time and the energy for it, I will continue to do it. Okay. And I, I'm really excited to what God is doing, okay? And what I'm going to remind you, I believe I already released this on the radio, probably more than once. One of the prophecies that the Lord had me released for this year is that the transfer of political influence will be given or transferred to the body of Christ starting this year. And we just finished the primaries, and the candidates that we voted, pro-life, pro-Christian, pro-God, conservatives, they all won their primaries. And I know, as we continue to vote for righteousness, they are all going to win this November. The body of Christ must continue to get engaged and vote for righteousness. This country is going to turn around towards righteousness. This generation and the younger generation, we will obey God, and we are going to expect the unexpected. We are going after God's plan and purpose for this country. We must focus on the bigger picture, not just ourselves, not just our family, not just our company, not just, uh, not just our ambitions. Let us focus on the bigger picture. As I was praying and thanking God last week, he confirmed one thing that I am now sharing with you. He told me, and Christina, as long as you focus on me and my people, especially the leaders, the transfer of political influence to the body of Christ will coincide with the massive transfer of wealth they will happen and manifest at the same time. That is why I am training the people, especially the youth who is going to take the helm. The baton has been passed to them, to them, and I'm very, very aware of that. This is not based on our ability to manage and govern. This is bigger than ourselves. Even if we combine all of our resources, the challenge is big. It came from heaven and instruction, vision, and purpose, and the execution of those instructions and those measures or the principles of our God have to come from Him. Always remind yourself that, okay? 
We have to enter the school of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He will guide us into all truth. He will not say things for himself, but he only tells us what he hears from God the Father and God the Son. All right? And he is the spirit of wisdom. He is the one who empowered all of us. And he is the spirit of truth. Okay. So we're going to continue to train and get trained. And we have to make necessary corrections and take into action. We must believe this by faith because we will not be able to process what God is doing and what is about ready to do through our own analytical mind. We cannot process it. We have to receive it by faith. We must obey by faith in Him. Okay? And we will continue to obey the instruction from the Lord, and we will continue to focus on Him, His promises, His faithfulness, His mercy, His might. Amen? Okay. And also we must continue to be vigilant. What is commanded of us in Revelation 22:11, we have to be mindful of that. It says, let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Those who do wrong and continue to do wrong, leave them alone. We cannot save them. Remember, it is the Holy Spirit who is going to convict the world of sins. And at the same time, Jesus said he is the truth and the way. Remember, no one comes to me not unless my father sends them. So it is important for us to pray for the salvation of people. But those who are doing and continue to do wrong, let them focus on what you must do. Okay? So let us continue to be righteous and holy. The tares and the wheat are being allowed to grow, and we can see this all around us in these days. It was heartbreaking to hear about what happened in Uvalde, Texas last week. We cannot even fathom how painful this is for the parents, for the loved ones of those who were shot. Let us continue to pray for them, and let us continue to pray for healing and deliverance for those that are still recovering and some still in the hospital, okay? And we need to be vigilant. This is a terrible thing, and we need to continue to pray for one another, body of Christ. We need to continue to pray for our country, for our state, for our city. We need to continue to pray for our police and military, those who are keeping us safe. We need to continue to pray for them, okay? And at the same time, we need to continue to believe God for the impossible. We need to take our post. Now, concerning this transfer of political influence, we need to get engaged and we must educate ourselves, not what the politicians are saying, but let us examine their voting records if they're incumbent, what kind of legislative agenda they focus on, etc. Let us examine their records and let them know where we stand. I will not vote for anyone 
who is in favor of killing the unborn, period. That is my first litmus test. God is my source, and no matter how much they promise that they're going to give me or give us, we know that the bill is going to come through increased taxes. And God is my source, and he will continue to be my source. So since God is my source, then I must obey him. I must believe him, and I must focus and follow or obey what he's telling me. Christians will become the most influential voting block in the country. And we will be followed and the rest of the world will emulate us. So we'll continue to be leaders of the free world. Together we will do so. Amen? And, and as far as uh, how can you explain what happened in Uvalde? unnecessary killings of children and the teachers. Keep in mind, we have an enemy whose main focus and purpose is to rob, to kill, and to destroy. So let us not attack one another. Let us focus on who is our enemy is. It's Satan. And let us avoid and be vigilant in putting a stop to this unnecessary violence and killings. Amen? Okay. When it comes to the massive transfer of wealth, you need to be prepared and we need to get trained. Just like the Apostle Paul said that he has considered everything, his education, his position, his, uh, his uh, knowledge and training to be nothing he has to consider them nothing for the sake of knowing Christ and the power of his resurrection. When it comes to the massive transfer of wealth, we cannot depend or look back to our wealth of information or our training and our knowledge. Those would not do. It takes a divine inspiration and instruction, and we have to resolve to believe the impossible, that when God says so, it's going to manifest. Amen? Our focus, our heart, and our motivation has to be pure before God. And, of course, we need to be found faithful on what we already have or been entrusted to us. I always quote you Luke chapter 16, verses 10 to 12. It was Jesus who laid out the foundation for management, wealth management, or economy, or finances. He addressed that. He said in Luke chapter 16, verse 10 through 12, it says, He who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. If you're not faithful in worldly wealth, who will entrust you with the true riches? And if you are not faithful on other people's property, who's going to give you a property of your own? It is a requirement for us to be the best, most efficient and productive employee. Okay? Okay. And, and remember about the rich men whom Jesus said about uh, he was making plans of how he's going to store all his harvest and he decided that he's going to build 
a bigger barn, and yet he didn't realize that his life will end that day or night or will be cut short. What the Lord Jesus is telling us is, stop making our own plans. Stop following our own agenda. We cannot depend on them or trust them. We must allow the Lord Jesus to guide us through the Holy Spirit and set up our priorities, His priorities. We have assuredness and security, not just for ourselves if we're going to follow Him and His ways of doing things, but also for our children and children's children. I take Jesus' plan for my life anytime, and you should do too. So we need to stop all these arguments concerning man-made doctrines, who can and cannot do things. We must understand and ready to follow the pattern or, and the prophecies in the book of Revelation again. We must examine them. In the book of Revelation, it does not address any man-made doctrines about uh, submission, about who can and cannot preach, who can be a pastor or not, etc., etc. The book of Revelation is and continue to address the whole body of Christ. The book of Revelation, as people keep on saying that we're living in that time or in the, in the book of Revelation, and those who are saying that, they usually are referring to major upheavals, the wars and rumors of wars. The book of Revelation addresses the church first and who Jesus Christ is and his plan for us. What is God's perfect will and purpose on why he created and called us in his kingdom? It did not address the five offices. He did not address the pastors. Among the five offices, he addresses the prophets and apostles and false teachers. So he didn't address on who should submit to whom. He clearly, and we cannot take or add anything from this body of Christ. In the end, what will manifest is he has created us to be kings and priests to rule and reign with him here on earth. Revelation 1.6 and I believe Revelation 10.5. Keep in mind, you cannot add or take away anything from this book. He encouraged the persecuted church. He reminded them, persevere. I have reward for you. He reminded us not to neglect and forsake our first love, our Lord Jesus Christ. And he told us of our end. In Revelation 11:15, the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdom of our Lord and of Christ. That is our end, okay? Focus on the kingdom of our Lord and what he's saying to us, to the church. Don't focus on the world out there. That is the end. And in the end, the body of Christ as a whole are going to evangelize with the leading of the Holy Spirit. It says, the Spirit and the Bride said, come, partake of the what? Life, salvation. We're all going to evangelize, okay? The five offices will be gone and away with, not by decision and the timing of men, but of the Lord himself. So, 
That's our end. And it also tells us what is going to happen to Satan and all the wicked people. It is given. You cannot take away anything from that. So this is what's going on. Let us focus on that instead of adding some teachings that are just beneficial to ourselves and does not bring glory to God. Example, especially you leaders or pastors, please stop preaching that the husbands are the chief priest of their household. Husbands are leader of that family. Jesus expects them to lay down their life for their bride. And it mirrors and is a set example of Jesus and the body of Christ. That's why wives take their husband's last name because they will be one. And yes, husband is the leader. But please don't add anything to that that you cannot support in the scripture. There is only one chief priest, even in the household. His name is Jesus. Okay, leaders have responsibilities, greater responsibilities than, than the wives. That is very clear in the scripture. But please don't, don't make the husband or let them believe that they are the chief priest. Jesus is still the head of families and your household. Amen? Okay. Could you please read the book of Hebrews again? Okay. So... Let us stop adding or creating more stumbling blocks for others, okay? Uh, instead, let us pray and encourage husbands and wives and family members, everybody, to love one another and to support one another. God's will has to be and will remain supreme over any spiritual authority, whether it's a husband, whether a pastor, whether apostle, whether a prophet, whether it's a CEO of a company, God's will and God's plan need to be supreme. As it is, we have many challenges in the church, but why some of us are busy fighting each other, let us pray for one another. Let us pray for our political leaders. Let us pray for our cities and towns. And uh, let us completely avoid and prevent these uh, killings that just happened in Uvalde, for example. Okay? Okay. We are all accountable to our Lord Jesus. Yes, we can be accountable to one another. We need check and balances and remind each other in, in a way we are protecting one another. But in the end, we will all be answering and accountable to our God. He is supreme. So let us not play games anymore. Let us focus on what he is asking and expecting us to do in these last days. Okay? There are so many challenges already. Let us not create more division. Let the world out there continue to be in confusion and division because that is going to happen. It is already prophesied that it will start manifesting in a big way today, this year. Okay? Don't disobey God because you are more afraid in disobeying others. Let us be careful. We are, sometimes you are more careful in not offending somebody else and we end up offending God. Let us repent of that and change course. Amen? There are a lot of wonderful things and exciting things that are manifesting. Even while 
in between recording this radio program and when it's aired, there are already major changes and, yes, upheavals in the world. And it will continue to do so. So whose side are you in? Okay, let us believe the good report. Let us, let us take on the side of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? I know I just punched some of you in the nose, but we need to watch our words. We'll be answering to every idle words uh, that we have released. And uh, by our own words, we'll be justified or condemned. That's what Jesus warned us about. Amen? So, um, praise God. I'm expecting a lot of praise reports. And I'm expecting now that the transfer of political influence is manifesting, massive transfer of wealth and influence will start manifesting in a big, big way. Amen? God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas 78023.